On today's podcast, I completely reinvent the crossword for the way we live today. I explain how to pluck a pheasant, and I discuss potato profiteering, why buckets should be seen and not heard, how to inject brand new words into society without sounding like a fucking dictionary, and lots more. Hello. Into your head. pheasant plucker's son. I'm only plucking pheasants till the pheasant plucker comes. I'm not a pheasant plucker, I'm a pheasant plucker's son. I'm only plucking pheasants till the pheasant plucker comes. I'm not a pheasant plucker, I'm a pheasant plucker's son. I'm only plucking pheasants till the pheasant plucker comes. I'm not a pheasant plucker, I'm a pheasant plucker's son. I'm only plucking pheasants till the pheasant plucker comes. I'm not a pheasant plucker, I'm a pheasant plucker's son. I'm only... Plucking pheasants till the pheasant plucker comes. I'm not a pheasant plucker, I'm a pheasant plucker's son. I'm only plucking pheasants till the pheasant plucker comes. I'm not a pheasant plucker, I'm a pheasant plucker's son. I'm only plucking pheasants till the pheasant plucker comes. I'm not a pleasant uh, bollocks. Uh, that was quite good considering. Considering everything. Considering I'm not uh, I'm not a frigging professional uh, studio operator or a, oh, I'm not your man. Ah, your man who produced the Beatles or what's his face. I'm not him. Uh, yeah, I managed to get through that without any sort of, oh, any so well, I didn't really, but you know what I mean. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> Uh, let's try this. Will we, will we try this? Might as well. Pheasant pluckers, that's what they call them. They call them big, fancy, steaming, dolloping piles of pheasant pluckers. Uh, although, if they're doing it properly, there shouldn't be any uh, steaming, smelly crap on the stuff. If you, My understanding, uh, based on assumption of the whole process of plucking a pheasant or any other fowl, uh, is that there shouldn't be any foul materials, uh, if you like, in the... Oh, that's very clever. There should be no foul materials in the feathers. Uh, by that I mean uh, the feathers should be clean they shouldn't have any crap uh, foul crap on them uh, the pheasant oh yeah you get your fowl uh, your guinea fowl or your pheasant fowl or your chicken fowl and you pull all the feathers off and you put them in a basket or something uh, don't put them in some sort of a bucket because that's just vulgar uh, not that it does anything bad to the process uh, but I don't like when I see food places where they use buckets now I know damn well uh, that they're clean buckets, they're not taking a bucket from some fucking farmyard or dumper, uh, oh, toilet or something, and using that for food. But still, even if you buy the bucket and clean, have it completely clean and sterile, uh, I don't want to see buckets in use. Uh, when I go into my delicatessen and you go taking uh, freaking beef, uh, slices of beef out of a bucket or some sort of plastic box that looks like a, oh, looks like it was used for a, uh, looks like it was used to sort 
house uh, magnet in a frigging uh, fish farm dump in the oh in the recycling part of a fish farm where they oh they take out the parts of the fish for example any maggots that the fish might have accidentally eaten and put that in a bucket and decide oh decide where where they're going to send it to some uh, offshoot industry because uh, that's the way industry works nowadays every single leftover bit is sent off to some side industry I can tell you when you buy uh, when you buy mashed potatoes I just realised this recently when you buy uh, oh when you buy ready made mashed potatoes uh, if you go round the corner into the next aisle uh, you'll find a packet of uh, potato skins on sale and they'll be from the exact same potatoes and you'll buy them for the next day you'll have bought the same potato twice and paid twice for it I just realised this myself recently uh, I started buying potato skins uh, that you put in the oven because uh, I was already buying mashed potato separately some days you'd have potato skins and some days you'd have mashed potato it's the same fucking potato and this is why my country uh, this is why my country has gone down the tubes 150 years ago I can tell you we had a lot more respect for potatoes when you couldn't get any now you can buy the same one twice and you'll hand over hand over your hard earned cash uh, or credit card I have credit card nowadays that's the new thing they'll say uh, do you have a credit how will you be paying sir or madam and I'll say oh uh, you'll find out in a minute when I take out my wallet as I'm doing now uh, of course I'm I always have my wallet out I'm not one of those people who you'll be behind in the queue and you'll be sitting there for five minutes not having my money ready for uh, when I'm asked for it no no I'll have my wallet out I'll have a fiver and a tenner and a twenty sticking out halfway at an angle so I can see each one clearly and have them ready I'll have my uh, several loyalty cards sticking out with the one I need to, to the front and I'll be ready I'll be damn well ready to pay I can tell you and I'll say how much do you want me to give you and they'll say uh, 28 euros and 75 cents please or sometimes they'll say 30 euros and 2 cents uh, is how much I want you to give me uh, but they'll say uh, but please don't give me 40 euros if you're going to give me 40 euros give me an extra 2 cents or whatever the loose amount was to cover it that's when they get greedy I can tell you they'll say uh, that'll be 30 euros and 7 cents please and I'll give them 40 euros and they'll say oh you wouldn't have another 7 would you I fucking well would not. I've given you uh, well over the odds already and I'm only doing this because I'm hoping you'll accidentally shortchange me and I'll make some money out of the transaction because uh, I don't need to have this 40 euros in my wallet at all. I could have left that extra 10 uh, sitting in my account earning interest for another day or two but oh no, I have to carry it around with me uh, just so I can make change for your uh, odd amounts. Uh, fuck you, you cunt. Uh, fuck you, uh, retail industry with your uh, schemes with your uh, potato uh, dividing uh, oh it's like the uh, what's that thing the Schrodinger's cat theory there's a oh it's uh, some sort of theory as this scientist fella did where there's a uh, some sort of uh, atomic nuclear thing in a box and there's a cat in it and he's both dead it's both a dead cat and a li live cat at the same time it's the same with, with potato skins except that doesn't advance science in any way unless 
you consider ripping people off as science, and that's exactly what they do. Uh, they think ripping people off as a science, you go in now, you go in the door of the supermarket now, and you're hit straight in the face uh, with the fist of the smell of fake uh, bread smells that they pump around the place. And you think, oh, that's a lovely smell of bread. Can I buy that, please? And they'll say, yes, indeed. I go down here, you can buy a little dispenser. Uh, the dispenser is very cheap, the smell dispenser. Uh, they'll sell you a smell dispenser uh, for uh, 50 cents, and they'll say, we'll give you your first bucket of smell uh, cheap. But then you come back the next day, you say, can I have a refill cartridge for this smell dispenser, please? I like having the smell of fresh bread in my toilet, because uh, it's easier than cleaning. And they'll say, yes, certainly. Uh, the refill cost €8.99, and you have to buy a packet of uh, Gillette Sensor XL 8-blade razors with it as well, unless you want to steal those, because apparently everyone's stealing those now. They keep them behind the counter. Uh, everyone thinks uh, the first thing that happens when I go into a shop now is that they start putting the blades behind the counter because they think, oh, that fella, uh, he looks like the sort of fella who'll steal blades. And oh no, if I was that much into blades, I can tell you I'd buy one. The same people with the guns, the people with the guns, uh, the people who are really into guns, who go around gun tooting and saying, oh, uh, the right to bear arms and the right to arm bears, uh, they don't wait for an opportunity to steal a gun from a supermarket, I can tell you. No, no, they'll have one already. They'll have either inherited one or they'll have bought one when they were 12 years of age. They'll make damn sure to own a gun. Uh, those people, you see them. Uh, you go around and they have them on the stickers. They'll say, I'll give up my gun over your dead body. That's what I'll do. Uh, they damn, that's, it's true, I suppose, because when you're uh, when they're dead and they have their gun in their hand, uh, some fella, uh, some CSI fella or some criminal minds fella will come along and say, oh, uh, let's take a few photographs of this. Uh, make sure you're wearing a white coat and handling everything with paper towels and we'll take some photographs and we'll take some, oh, we'll take a genetic swab of the gun and then we'll take the gun out and we'll pry the gun from the, that fella's uh, cold, dead hands and we'll put it in the clear bag, like a sandwich bag, except it's an evidence bag can evidence a sandwich bag though in the way that's an evidence bag as well because that's why it's see-through so you have a look it's evidence of the freshness and edibility of your uh, lunch before you eat it you look at it through the transparent plastic and you see oh that looks like a sandwich there's the uh, here this here boy constitutes evidence that there's a sandwich in this bag just the appearance of the sandwich through the see-through bag so that makes it an evidence bag it's a food evidence bag absolutely it's just like a menu, except you don't have to print it. You just uh, put the food in. A, uh, restaurants could do that. They could just put all the food in see-through bags. You'll say, can I have a look at the menu, please? And they'll say, uh, it's not so much a menu anymore. It's more of a, uh, oh, it's more of a book of samples. And they'll give you a ring binder. And it'll have little sandwich bags uh, with the food in each one. And you'll pick one out. And you'll say, I'll have that, please. And they'll, uh, oh, they'll take the sandwich bag out. Uh, they'll poke holes in it with a fork and put it in the microwave and then they'll give it to you and you'll say what kind of a fucking restaurant is this and they'll say a cheap one uh, just like the one because uh, I used to pass a lunch place uh, when I worked in the city you had 
Oh, I had burgers and sandwiches uh, on display in uh, hot fridges. Uh, some, oh, I don't know what you call them. Hot split display cabinets. And you'd put in a coin and you'd buy it straight out of the vending machine. But there'd be people behind the counter there doing something as well. I think they were... Oh, I think they were just putting food into the vending machine. You had uh, vending machines and they had people behind the counter. You could go in with your coin and you'd never have to look at the people who made, made your food. Uh, which was probably the idea. Uh, they probably weren't very well. That's not fair. Uh, this was uh, this was back in the old days when everyone in Ireland was rushing around at lunchtime, saying, "Oh, lunch is for wimps." I'm going to go into that place where you put a coin in the thing and you take out a hot chicken microwave sandwich and you shove it down your gob while you walk around uh, while you walk around the Oilac Centre, wondering why it's still such a kip still. And then they renovated it, and then the recession happened. I haven't been there since uh, but I assume, I assume everyone's gone out of business now and it's going back to being a shithole anyway on with the show potato profiteering 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 uh well that was less than eventful than i'd hoped uh partly if you just have a two-word one that comes out quite easy uh i think it's because it's a new phrase it's not one that's in modern power parlance the pheasant plucker one i've been hearing about all my life so it's stuck in my head and i've had too long to think about it but no potato profiteering it's just one that's popped into my head in the last few minutes while i was discussing potato skin and potato mash profiteering uh so my mind my mind hasn't had too much time to dwell on it that's probably uh this so i think we've figured out the how to make a successful uh tongue twister although it's not a successful tongue twister if it doesn't uh twist your tongue it's an unsuccessful tongue twister it's like having a crossword that's too easy where it says uh one down uh across and you'll put in the word across and it'll say one across down and you'll put in the word down and then you'll realize across and down don't start with the same uh, letter uh, but if down is the word going across and across is the word going down uh, then if you write uh, if you consider that you write the down words in the cross words uh, at 90 degrees so you put them on the right uh, a capital D turned uh, 90 degrees to the right looks like a capital A so you can just write the word across uh, at 90 degrees going down uh, or oh, going down the page as if you just turn the page on its side into uh, landscape mode I hope you're following me I've just invented a new style of crossword while you were sitting there wondering uh, what the fucking hell is he wasting my time for with this crap I was coming up with a brand I was revolutionising the newspaper crossword for you you weren't even listening uh, you're welcome
two lawnmowers walk into a bar. Uh, one of the lawnmowers straight away goes up to the up to the bar counter and says, "Hello, uh, can somebody serve me, please?" And the fella behind the bar says, uh, "Hello, yes, indeed, somebody can serve you. Uh, I don't know how, though. Uh, I'm sure somebody can, though. I'm an optimist. I'm an eternal optimist, and uh, I believe. Uh, I choose to believe uh, that somebody can serve you." Uh, regardless of the fact that you're a mere humble lawnmower, are you an electric one or a petrol one? And the lawnmower says, uh, I'm a lawnmower operator, I'm not a lawnmower myself, I'm a, I'm a person. Uh, have, the, have the decency to recognise me as a person, I'll be, I'll be a, a fictional one on the podcast, uh, fueled by caffeine and energy drinks and caffeine pills and other crap. Uh, currently scrambled egg and toast as well. Scrambled egg toast, uh, butter by mistake. It was supposed to have, oh, it was supposed to have margarine, but it has butter on it by mistake. So it's being powered by uh, inadvertent butter today as well as all the rest of the stuff. Uh, apart from that, no, uh, no, I'm just, I'm not a lawnmower, uh, as the as the fella says. I'm not a pheasant plucker. I'm a pheasant plucker son. I'm only plucking pheasants till the pheasant plucker comes. Uh, well, I'm uh, not a lawnmower. I'm a lawnmower operator i'm only mowing law well that's not that doesn't necessarily follow true uh but you get the idea i'm just a, i'm not a lawnmower and when i say i'm just a lawnmower operator i don't mean just i mean i'm better than a lawnmower that's not to say i'm uh an anti-machine hatred uh enthusiast or a machinophobic no no i have nothing against lawnmowers uh, but i would consider uh being a lawnmower operator to be uh something of more uh, make me more of a person than uh, being a lawnmower does I'm not a machine I'm a person and until the future uh, when perhaps machines will take over as they already have in science fiction uh, to, until then uh, I'm I'm a superior be- uh, being to these machines and I should have oh I have I have I have higher status to the machine I hope so anyway uh, unless uh, unless the Terminator stuff has already happened in which case we're all rightly f- anyway could I uh, uh, point to Guinness please and the fella behind the bar says uh, I'm not the barman. I'm just a fell. I'm just a fella who you approached and asked, uh, "Can someone? Can I be served?" Or whoever, whoever it was. I don't remember the exact wording. Uh, but I'm sure if you sit here for a while, a bar operator will come along any time now, or perhaps a bar machine. Is there a bar machine here? I don't know. Has been a cigarette vending machine for many years, and no one seems to have a problem with that. Uh, but if you were to put a vending machine for uh, Guinness on this counter here and not have any people working here I suspect that might lead to controversy. Uh, people oh they'd be uproar. They'd say you can't have machines operating pubs uh, give us a fucking break. A pub is a people person place it's not a machine uh, person place. A machine isn't a person. Uh, as you just uh, quite rightly pointed out yourself I'm inclined to agree with you and I apologise for uh, mistaking you for a lawnmower. You're clear Clearly not a lawnmower. You're a person, and you're clearly a person uh, with a bit of pride in himself. And thank Christ, there's still people like you around here, because otherwise we just have uh, we just have automated lawnmowers running around all over the place, outdoors, and. Mm. 
You'd have those robotic vacuum cleaners running around indoors. And what the fuck happens if someone leaves a door open and the two of those uh, creatures meet and they have a demarcation dispute? Then what happens? I don't know. I suppose the, the grass gets vacuumed and the carpet gets cut. Uh, I suppose there's nothing wrong with having a lawn vacuumed. Uh, the, the narrator of this story used to have an outdoor vacuum cleaner. Uh, wasn't much good. Didn't see any purpose to it. Uh, no point vacuuming up stuff if you're just going to mow the lawn then afterwards and the lawnmower will vacuum it up. Uh, but no, no. Anyway, hello and welcome to the show. Do you like this podcast? Uh, well, if you do, you've come to the right place. Uh, this is this podcast. Uh, well done. Uh, you have remarkable taste in podcasts that you like. Uh, you're very good at uh, finding podcasts that you like and picking them out and liking them. Uh, if anyone... Ah, well, anyway, uh, this is meant to be an advertisement. Uh, so let's not get bogged down in uh, trying to make uh, trying to make a mountain out of a molehill and no, no, although I'd be quite happy if you made a mountain out of my Amazon affiliate uh, scheme. And thank you to everyone who's been doing so recently. You can support the show every time you buy anything on Amazon without it costing anything. You just go to IntoYourHead.com, uh, click through my Amazon links for Amazon.com if you're American, Amazon.ca for Canadians, Amazon.co.uk for UK and Orlandians. Uh, just click through my Amazon. Amazon link then proceed as normal and I get a generous commission for every purchase that you make if you do it that way and it doesn't cost you a penny extra and as a result uh, the show continues to be one of the finest uh, three times a week uh, Irish uh, nonsensical podcastual uh, things of the 20th century and the 20th is this the 20th no this is the 21st century in fact uh, this podcast has never existed in the 20th century, but I have. I grew up in the 20th century. Uh, I am a 20th century uh, person. Uh, or am I? No, I am. Yes, I am. Yeah. I am indeed. Oh, there is a text. Hold on a minute. Oh no, that's from me. That's one I sent. That's fine. Uh, the green ones are one and ones I sent. The white ones are ones that come in. I must remember that. I'll close that so it'll pop up. Ah, uh, there we go. Anyway, intoyourhead.com, Amazon, hello. You're listening to Into Your Head, hosted by Neil, Ireland's version of the Octomom. Except he's a dude. And has cats. Did I ever finish the story about the lawnmower who walked into a bar? I don't think I did. I think I got uh, distracted by the uh, by the natural conversation that occurred between the fictional characters. Although I wouldn't call that a distraction. I would just call that part of the narration, part of the story. When Stephen King uh, goes and writes the stand and he says, Hello, uh, here's, the, here's the story of the stand. Uh, but then he gets distracted with the backstory of one of the characters. Characters, you don't say, oh, that's not part of the stand. That's like a little extra little essay that he stuck in uh, on loose leaf pages in between the first chapter and the second chapter. You do not. You just say, that's a very long fucking book that could have been shorter. I've read it. I've read the unexpurgated version of the stand. It's about 1400 pages of small print. And I can tell you, uh, damn well beats, uh, well, it doesn't beat, uh, well, it does 
it be? Uh, no, it sucks. It sucks. And it beats. It beats. Uh, wait a minute. I'm getting my metaphors mixed up. Uh, why do we need metaphors for things? Why can't you just say the fucking thing? Uh, if there's a thing that you want to say, uh, just say it. Don't say. Uh, I want to say something, but I don't want to say it. Here's another word for it. And the word will contain a clue to what the thing is. But I don't want to say the word itself because I want to be. Uh, oh, I think they're just trying to be different. They're trying to vary stuff. Because if you're using the same word over and 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 jackpot and over and over and over and monkey and over and over and over and turnip and over and over and over again, uh, you want to occasionally replace the word with an alternative. Well, that's why we have thesauruses. You get out your thesaurus and you put the word over into thesaurus. You don't just make up an alternative thing that has nothing to do with it. You get out your thesaurus. Let's have a look up an online thesaurus here now. And we'll get an alternative word for over. Uh, just uh, bear with me a moment now. This might take a moment. Over search. Over. Uh, main entry over. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, antonyms. Oh, synonyms. Is that uh, a loft beyond the covering farther? Here we go. There's plenty here. So instead of saying over and over and over and over and over again, you can say over and aloft and beyond and further up and higher than and in heaven and in the sky and off and on high and on top of and overhead and over top and straight up and traverse the and upstairs and over again and there's no need for metaphors there then there's plenty of words available for these things you can even invent new words if you want you can say oh and yeah i've just invented a new word for over i'm going to inject it into society now although you have to you have to think about that a bit because you have to you can't just decide oh my new word for over uh is a lot to uh you have to tell people you have to inject it carefully into parlance you have to start throwing it in every now and then you say ah hello i was just uh on the walkie talkie to my friend there and i said uh well i started off i said hello is that you elopfa and then the fella said uh, yes it is indeed over and i said uh something something so uh, you get the idea uh, you'll say yeah you inject that into a conversation now and someone will say what's that word you said oh i said elopta and they'll say what does that mean and i'll say it means elopta uh, I can't think of any other word for it. That's why I use this. It just means a lot. Uh, and they'll say, oh, and that way uh, they'll have, uh, they'll garner its meaning because you used it in context. Uh, but you won't have to go, uh, you won't sound like a gobshite giving them a definition of uh, issuing instructions as to how to use your word. You'll just have uh, naturally used it in the conversation. Admittedly, not completely naturally because you'll have taught about it in advance. Uh, but still, it's better than just going around like, being like a talking dictionary and saying hello here's a definition of something i did that on twitter this morning hold on a minute what did i say i was very clever hold on a minute and i'll read it to you uh, i said uh, ambiguity noun one vague indefinite doubtful having multiple meanings two a method of frying potatoes now that's what you call a clever joke uh, you can find more of them by following uh into your head pod on twitter absolutely fucking 
fucking fantastic. Uh, do me a fucking favor and retweet it, especially if you're uh, if you got 85 million followers and you're not uh, fucking protected. There's no point retweeting me if you're protected. It's not a fucking I'm not a fucking virus. You have to publicly retweet me to your uh, ah, to the world, you cunts. Anyway, on with the show. If you would like to comment on any of the issues raised in today's program, email us at studio at intoyourhead.com. Remember, we value the opinions of you, the humble and ignorant listener. Sit, Pippi. Sit. Good cat. Intoyourhead.com.